This is Gino Andrews with Laughing Out Loud. In my past life, and I'm referring to the time when I was single and in my 20s, I was considered by many to be an incurable romantic, which meant I would go to extremes, and these days arguably even legally actionable extremes, to get a girl's phone number. One such occasion happened when I fell in love on the 405. Now, when I say fell in love, of course, I mean I looked out the driver's side window of my car and driving in the car beside me was definitely someone who fit the bill for the future. Mrs. Gino, my gosh, you're so gorgeous. Can I worship the ground you walk on? Andrews. And besides being dropped dead hot, the only other qualification she needed to be my future wife was that when she looked over and saw me gawking at her with the heavy fog building up on the inside of my car window, she actually smiled back instead of giving me the finger. And I knew right then and there she was the one for me. Now, I figured at the time, if a gorgeous girl smiled at me, she either really did like me and wanted to give me her phone number, or she had some sort of cleft palate, and when the light hit her just right, it actually looked like she was smiling. Well, I went with number one. Anyway, I slyly let her pull away from me, or maybe she slyly punched it, but either way, I got her license plate number and went directly to the DMV to do a little research. Now, I learned that if you filed an accident report for any kind of hit and run and you had the license plate number of a vehicle who might have been a witness to the accident, the DMV will give you the name, phone number, and address of the person who might be able to serve as a witness to your little hit and run incident. Now, I know some of you are thinking that sounds creepy and even a bit stalkerish and thinking about it now, it was, but at the time... I was a man on a mission. I was looking for love. And remembering the words of Majora Carter, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission, I proceeded with my plan. I actually called the girl. I reminded her that I was the guy she saw on the freeway the other day, the one with the fogged window and the drool leaking from the corner of his mouth. And she laughed and we chatted. But before I could get to the part where I asked her for her hand in marriage, she got all weird and had to hang up the phone. Well, it was obvious to me at that point that she wanted to see me again, but I needed to do something mind-blowingly romantic so she wouldn't think I was one of those run-of-the-mill stalkers. I, I was different. I was sweet, sincere, marriage material stalker. So I bought her a dozen roses, and I went to her apartment, and I knocked on the door. Nobody answered. So I thought about climbing through the window, but even I had to draw the line somewhere. So I left the flowers on her doorstep with a really sweet note and my phone number. Well, that night she called and had to inform me that although she thought the flowers were really lovely, her six foot five boyfriend didn't think it was so romantic. I could hear him in the background grunting and snarling. And the only thing I could think to myself was, dang, she goes for the snarling, angry, jealous type creepy stalkers. Not my particular brand of sweet, romantic, creepy stalker. Well, I chalked up this relationship to the valiant effort category, but the memory of it came flooding back years later when I saw this great short film based loosely on the same subject. These two different guys approach two different girls with the exact same dating tactics. They both show up on the first date with a rose. They both go all out to impress the girl. And one of the girls is totally into the approach. And when he sings to her at her balcony and asks her to marry him, she says yes, and they both live happily ever after. But while the other guy shows up at the other girl's balcony to do the same thing, She ends up calling the cops and has the guy arrested for being a creepy stalker. 
So in the long run, it seems to me that relationships all seem to boil down to perspective. But I find it equally interesting how our perspectives can change over time. Like what was a romantic and valiant effort on my part to meet this girl could now be considered creepy and illegal. Or let's just pretend for a moment that I did marry the hottie after she dumped her angry Neanderthal boyfriend. Who's to say it would have worked out? I mean, eventually her looks would fade and romantic, creepy stalker types have their own shortcomings. Believe me. The mysterious Ambrose Bierce defined it like this. Love, a temporary insanity curable by marriage. Which, of course, reminds me of a joke. This cannibal father and his cannibal son are out looking for food. It's been a few days since they've eaten, so the boy is quite hungry. Well, they come to this lagoon where they spy this beautiful young woman bathing naked under this cascading waterfall. The father's eyes are fixated on this young woman, and he feels this tug at his loincloth. And he looks down, and his son looks up and says, Dad, I'm hungry. Let's eat. And the father says to the son, Okay, but we've got a slight change of plans. We're going to sneak up on her. We're going to kidnap her. We're going to take her home and we're going to eat your mother. That's my joke for this week. I'm Gino Andrews with Laughing Out Loud.